Hi, my love, it's Ruby and welcome to the Rituals to Seven podcast. You're in the right place if you're an online coach excited to meet your first million dollars and you're even more excited that you finally found someone who's doing it through intuitive flow and spiritual connection. In these episodes, I'll teach you how to grow your business in the most aligned way. Okay, are you ready for the magic? Let's get started with today's episode. Hi, beautiful soul. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today and for clicking on this amazing episode. It always is amazing. I know this because you always respond saying, amazing episode. It's exactly what I needed to hear. Anyway, I've just come back from a lash extension treatment. I've been getting my lashes done um, for the last, I'd say about two months or so. It just, it feels like a really nice thing to do at the moment. I don't think I'll continue with it for years, but for now, I am loving having lashes when I wake up in the morning. It just makes me feel a little bit more put together. And I'm an Asian girl who has really short, straight lashes and lashes to me have always felt so gorgeous. And whenever I have them on, it brings my energy to a whole new level. Anyway, I went to my lash bar today and the feedback that I had for them was very specific because, you know, when you get those like text messages, those automated ones that say, rate your experience. I had a not so great experience there today, but at the same time, I nearly didn't say anything. Do you know Do you know what I mean? When something hasn't really been up to standard, are you the type? Actually, can you let me know on Instagram? Are you the type to give feedback to anything like nails, hair, restaurant? Do you take clothes back? Do you say stuff? Actually, do you even, do you say stuff to course creators and coaches? Ooh, that would be interesting because it's all relative. Maybe there's some things that you speak up more about and then other areas. So I wanted to share this example. The app thing spat out and I was like, you know what? I'm going to say something because there are a few areas that just did not feel great. So I, I opted for a little upgrade, like a, they put this beautiful hot towel in your face and like steam it all up. Anyway, I didn't get that. I was like, oh, no biggie. And then for those of you that know lashes, she put these 5D lashes on me. Oh my God. <laughs> it really, really suits a lot of people, but on me, my eyes are not that big. They are huge. I, I don't know. I really noticed them. <laughs> I walked through the front door and Michael's like, whoa, I can see them from over here. And our lounge room is on the other side of the front door, like quite some way. I'm like, oh, shut up. You're just, you know, because I've trained him now where I walk in from the hair salon. He's like, wow, your hair looks amazing. But this time I was like, shut up. They're eyelashes. Are you kidding? And he goes, no, seriously, I can see them from over here. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> that is so not the vibe. And that I was going for. Anyway, you'll probably see me now on Instagram and be like, whoa, what's with the eyelashes? That's the background. And so off I went, I said the thing. And then mid-treatment, she grabs out her phone. Well, actually, I didn't know this. She stops working on my lashes. It might have just been for like one minute and 30 seconds, but enough for you to go, is everything okay? Because I thought maybe, oh shit, like she's, something's happened and she's trying to work out what to do next. You don't know because when your lashes are getting done, they're literally taped down. So you can't open your eyes and you know, you, you've lost like you know, part of your senses. And um, 
then she just said, oh, yeah, no, no, no. My grandma just texted, so I've just got to text her back. And then it was just 20 seconds of her texting her grandma back after that. I don't know. How would you guys feel about that? Are you okay with that? So if, if you went to a treatment and you were halfway through a massage and then your masseuse just stops to answer a personal text message. I had this full-on chat with Mike and he, I'm like, what if the barber just halfway stopped doing your hair to take a personal call with his mate or with his family member? But it was nothing urgent. It was just a chat. <laughs> Mike's like, no, 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 that, that no. I'm like, it just doesn't make the whole experience magical. And then, you know, if you have these sort of people-pleasing vibes about you, sometimes that can also bounce back on you in an experience like that where you feel as though you're being an inconvenience. It's like, I'm so sorry, even though I'm paying for the treatment, am I in the way? Am I being inconvenient to you? Or you might just get all fiery and be like, what the hell? (laughs) Anywho, so with all that being said, I wrote the piece of feedback. And it was really, you know, very nice. It's, it was just the Ruby Lee feedback kind of vibes. So the owner of the store calls me within five minutes and she says, Ruby, I am so apologetic. I'm so sorry. You literally had such a shit experience. Oh my God. And it wasn't even that bad, but she just really owned it and just went, you know what, I'm going to offer you this and this upgrade just to let you know, I am going to have a talk to the technician. I am going to let her know. I take it very seriously. And this was the owner of the business, owner of the brand. And I just thought, damn, like that is how you do business. I've seen it firsthand. I've had so many experiences where prior to working in corporate jobs, I was in retail. I worked for Sports Girl and Country Road and all these retail brands in Australia that if you're here and, and local, you'll know the brands. And I've seen so many different humans take feedback in a really, really terrible way. Or I've seen it even when I worked in hospitality for a very short minute in my career. I was terrible at hospitality, which is why I had to move to retail. I was spilling food everywhere. I'd forget food orders. Yeah. What do you know? The girl that doesn't like to cook didn't like hospitality. But even so, people would come back and they'd say, I don't like this. It doesn't taste good or it's not how I used to work at a Mexican restaurant. So they'd be like, this is not how a burrito should be. Or, you know, the the tacos aren't right or the nachos weren't baked enough. And my boss that I had at this Mexican restaurant would push back and she was this fiery little Mexican woman and she'd be like, what do you mean? And she'd speak to them in Spanish and she'd blow her top. Anyway, so that was one experience of a terrible receiver of feedback. And then other times I've had, you know, in retail where we would just be like, okay, cool. It wasn't quite up to your standard. Fully replace it, refund whatever you want. Let's do it. So I guess it just is a nice reminder as all of us are creating our brands and our businesses. How do you receive feedback? If you haven't ever received negative or neutral feedback, how do you think you would react? This is actually a really nice, prudent stop in your business, pause in your business, because I know this is what I'm going to do is to work out what I would say in certain scenarios. And of course, there's a level of following intuitive flow and going with the guidance in that moment at that point in time. I've talked about moments before where I've had clients have feedback on my customer experience or have feedback on the mastermind experience and whatnot. Some of them valid, some of them were questionable. Either way, whatever it is, I have always loved being able to have my client and my customer walk away from an experience feeling better about the whole thing rather than feeling worse about it. 
because you're bound to get experiences as an owner that makes you feel either as though your backup is up against the wall or you can change and rewrite that story to help you feel empowered, to help you feel in control. And guess what happens as your team grows, as your business grows, you're growing an extension of your brand, of the way that you operate, the way that you show up in this world. There will be staff members and people that you bring on board that simply either don't get it or need to be reminded a couple of times Perhaps that's a reflection back on your onboarding and your training and your procedures and the way in which that you are helping them understand the way that you would like to operate or how you would personally approach that situation. At this point, can I just ask you, does the word feedback give you heebie-jeebies? I know it definitely does for me, even to this day after all the deconditioning of corporate life and all the reprogramming into having an abundant eight-figure business to come. Whenever I hear those words, it still sends these shivers down my people-pleasing spine. (laughs) It's just like, oh, here we go. I'm going to brace myself, have a glass of wine, take the nerve off, take the edge off the nerves. And then I read the damn email or the text message, whatever it is. I listen to the Voxer and the voice message and it's lovely feedback. It's just the word that has a terrible heavyweight connotation to it. And this is, again, a reminder that however we're programmed to believe a certain word, and in this case, we're talking about feedback, the opportunity to have someone share with you their experiences, it can be good and it can also be really good. And if it's anything less than that, then we can question why it's making you feel that way, because it's an opportunity for you to either stand in your truth or it's an opportunity to change things up. That's it. That's all it comes back to. We don't have to make it personal. They might make it personal, but we don't have to make it personal when it comes to our businesses. It literally can be cool. This is the way that I operate and this is why I operate in this way. And if it doesn't suit you, then that's all cool. Bye, Felicia. About halfway through my masterminds, I tend to send a feedback check-in just really to find out, hey, how's things going with you? How are you enjoying the mastermind experience? What could we be doing more of? What could we be doing less of? And then basically just a general like, you know, open questions box or comments box. And that's it. It's really simple and easy. We run it off type form. Slack lets me know when a type form comes in, that beautiful noise that Slack makes. You know that one? I can't do it properly on the mic, but you know the one. And I'll see feedback has come through. Most of the feedback that's come through, 99.99% has been so beautiful and wonderful. And then that tiny little 0.001% might come back and it hits you between the eyes and you go, wowzer, where did that come from? And I love that. I mean, in the moment, it can feel really full on because you might take it on and be like, oh my gosh, you know, how did I miss that? or I could have done things differently, or yes, you know, yes, yes, okay, I knew something like this was coming. Some of it you already know. And then when you see that kind of face on, front on, you you just know. It's not a shock. But the ones that are a bit of a shock, it often, I will say, boils down to you just not communicating something well enough. So 
if the intention was there and it maybe even exists somewhere in your business, whether it's a tangible thing or an energetic thing, more than likely it's because you just haven't talked to them about where to find it, how to access it, give them an opportunity to find it and make it easy for them. That's what I found anyway. And I've made my communication a lot clearer. For example, a piece of feedback came back around my accessibility and this particular client said, oh, I'm just really wondering why you didn't respond all weekend to my Voxer. And I was like, oh, whoa, okay, that was really quite interesting feedback because to me it felt very clear where my boundaries were, where I'm on Voxers Monday to Friday and sometimes even on Saturday mornings because I have my overseas clients and I want to make sure they are set up beautifully for the weekend. And then I definitely have my Sundays off completely from Voxer just so I can fill up my own cup. Now, I know that that was an expectation that shouldn't have been a surprise to them because it's in every single contract of mine that my clients sign. It literally says Ruby is unavailable for weekends, but has unlimited Voxer on Monday to Friday and, you know, gives the times and all of that. And I'm always more than generous with Voxer. I know that I'm one of the most responsive coaches out there. I know this because a lot of my clients have told me that. But when that particular piece of feedback came through, it was like, whoa, okay, I just didn't communicate that possibly well enough. It was sitting in the fine print of the contract, but in the onboarding call, I could possibly make that a little clearer. So guess what I do now? Every single onboarding call that I have with a new client, I will let them know again, just so you know, here are the times with Voxer. Here's when I'm available. I'm very responsive during these hours. And now I don't have any confusion whatsoever with my clients. So there's a really perfect example of, yeah, it's a level of boundaries, but also when you receive a certain specific piece of feedback, just check in with how you're sharing that out with your clients. How about when you get negative feedback or feedback that sucks and it drains you and you just feel as though it's taken you for a six and all you want to do is create a little doona cave and be under your doona and hide from the world? Have you experienced that as a coach? If you haven't, you're very blessed. <laughs> you're very blessed. I, as, as I've grown so fast in my business, I have experienced the whole jalopy is that even a word? Jalopy? I feel it is. It's in a song. It's it's a word. We're going to Google it. It's a word. Hang on. I need to Google this. Guys, it means a dilapidated old vehicle. Did you know that? In context, thanks to Google. His father got worried about him driving that old jalopy. It wasn't safe. I did not know that jalopy meant an old vehicle that was basically about to be run down. <laughs> Oh, the things you learn on the Rituals to Seven podcast, right? Anyway, so let's bring it to context. If you feel like a dilapidated coach person after receiving such full-on feedback, take a minute, okay? Just take a breath. And sometimes you just need to go and find the happy place where you can center and make a decision forward from there. Never, ever, 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 ever respond right away. If you are angry, upset, feel hurt, feel betrayed, feel annoyed, feel frustrated, all those low vibrational words and energies and emotions, if you are responding from that place, you will find yourself in hot water. In my business, in the company that I operate now, there's a few things. One is most times 
Customer and client feedback will have a front line. So the front line could be my assistant or it will be my husband who acts as co-CEO, co-founder. A lot of it will be looked at by the front end and we obviously have operations and processes in place to respond to a piece of feedback that might not be as uh, complementary to the business. However, if it does escalate to me, it's likely because it's a personal thing that's happened between me and the client, or they feel as though my team feels as though it would be better addressed by me as the coach, as the face of the brand, as the entrepreneur who's very, very in the spotlight. And that makes a lot of sense. So let me ask you this right here and right now, how comfortable are you in that situation? Do you feel as though You have the tools in your business because this podcast is called Rituals to Seven to help you grow your seven-figure business. And it doesn't matter how quickly you get there or how slow you get there for want of a better term. It's about putting together pillars in your business to support a seven-figure vision. And often whenever I hear my clients say, oh, Ruby, I'm ready for a million dollar business. I'll say to them, you might feel energetically ready, but if if I look at your business, if I look at the landscape of your business right now, the process, the operations, the strategy, what you're doing to bring in sales, what you're doing to honor energy, you just don't have it all set up yet. And that's okay. That's why you've hired me as your coach, because I'm able to show you here are some blind spots or here are some areas that we can strengthen so that the universe can make it happen. You're literally paving the way for your business to scale so that you've got these operations in play as much as we can. There's definitely going to be areas where you'll never feel prepared enough and it hits you and you go, whoa, that was like so unexpected. That's cool. There's areas of growth there. But if this podcast is serving you right now and helping you think about things a little bit differently and getting at the forefront, then make sure that you hit the subscribe button, that you share it, leave me a comment, send me a DM right now, right now. You're already on the app. Head on over to Instagram and let me know that this is helping that this is serving. It makes a really great difference to any podcast host. And it's like, wow, someone's out there and we're listening. Whoop, whoop. So, okay. So let me just talk really quickly about how I would approach this. After giving it some time, I would look at each individual's experience and as much as I can, putting myself into their shoes. And I'll give you a very specific, very vulnerable example. I had one client a little while ago say to me that, the mastermind experience was just not what they had expected. And they said that they felt unsupported and that hurts. It hurts a lot. It hurts a lot to any heart-led, soul-centered entrepreneur when you're told your business is not enough. Definitely not a piece of feedback that felt fun and fresh to receive by any means. So I took a good sleep. I was really upset because I know that I went over and above with this one client. And actually that's a whole new topic we could talk about around the times that you feel as though you've bent over backwards for certain clients and you know that you have misjudged your own boundaries and you've stepped over them very willingly and that you've seen all the red flags, but you're making excuses for them anyway. Often those clients are the ones that come back and complain in some way and it makes you feel even more shit about the whole experience. You can learn from it and move on up. So this one client, I ended up booking a Zoom call, face-to-face Zoom chat. We ended up closing off that relationship. I took a lot away from that discussion. And I also 
really lent on my team for neutral feedback, but also ways in which we could move forward from this. Could we have made this clearer? How can we better our customer experience? How can I communicate this better for ongoing orientation sessions? Or how do we check in with our clients, which is why we do a six-month check-in now? And all of these things, how beautiful that we now have a really robust way of giving our clients a voice and giving ourselves permission to build up new pillars that will help us feel more comfortable through the process of receiving tough feedback. Anyway, circling back over a year later, this one client, just to close off the story, she wrote me an email that basically said, oh, I'm so sorry. I am incredibly embarrassed that I acted that way. And this has been a long overdue apology. And um, yeah, off it went. And she she basically said that, you know, she was going through some stuff and reflected that all the way back on me and all that. I, I knew that after my emotions went down, but at the time it felt so personal. And I think both of us operated from a really, um, a really hurt place. She was hurt through something else in her life and then reflected that back on me. And I was hurt through her very sharp words. So there we have it. I mean, feedback, feedback, tough conversations, the things that make your business stronger, the pillars that set up a seven figure business and beyond, the things that make you so strong in your belief as an entrepreneur. And also, can I just talk about the best remedy, the secret weapon to ultimate resilience. I'm going to close off with this. So lean in, turn it up, pause here, make sure there's no distractions because I'm just about to say something here, which I really need you to listen to. The magic potion to ultimate resilience is playfulness. I know that's something that is maybe a little out of the box, But if you're able to look back on moments like this and somehow find the play and the fun and the laughter through something like this, that is so magnetic. And I'm not talking about laughing it off and being like a smart ass about it, but speaking to you, Gemini's, speaking to you, Aries, but quite honestly, having just that joy and that playfulness around, oh my God, what an experience. Can we please never have that again? Smash that champagne together, clink those glasses with a girlfriend that you can just vent to and just have a giggle about just how sometimes things can get so serious. And then take a look at the bigger vision, babe. What are you building? You're building an empire that is going to change the fucking world. And I'm so excited to see you do it. Tough pieces of feedback, those difficult conversations, they're only here to better everybody's experience. And with that, go on and have the best day. I cannot wait to see you for the next episode. And if you love this, make sure you screenshot it, tag me at underscore Ruby Lee underscore, and I'll catch you for the next episode. Thank you so much for sharing an energetic space with me today. I truly hope this has given you a new perspective to embrace, to ponder on, and of course, to apply into your businesses right here and right now, because if not now, then when? If you are loving this podcast, please leave me a review. 
And further yet, if you have come to check out some more content of mine, then also have a look at the free classes link in the show notes below. There's new ones added quite often, and these aren't just tip of the iceberg learnings. Usually these are derived straight from my masterminds and content that you're going to be able to apply directly into your business right here and right now. So you're in for an absolute treat. Click on the link below and I'm excited to see you for the next episode. 